Welcome to the Lion's Den with Seth, a podcast where progressive men and women can learn and teach each other the ways of the land. The Lion's Den is where royalty comes to counsel. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Seth. Ah, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Lions Den. I'm your boy, Seth. Hopefully everything is good with you. Hopefully everything is great. And before we go into anything too deep, of course, we got to let y'all know that the show is brought to you by Miss Tracy Brown. If you want to make sure your credit is right, this is an individual that you need to call. Okay, our number is 618-560-3687. No matter what it is, whatever it is that you got going on, she can help you out. There's a lot of things we think we know about our credit and to how to build that financial freedom, but she is the one that can help you out. Again, the number is 618-560-3687. All right, so this is going to be a great, great show. We're going to be talking about social dilemma, the social media, and all that. But before we go up into that, we're going to bring the den in. Y'all know how we do. What's going on, Herm? What's up? What's happening? What's going on? All right, all right. How you feeling? Man, I'm doing good, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's good. November 1st, my first day of uh, of real retirement. Now I'm with you, Seth. <laughs> Yo, congratulations. Congratulations. Hey, you know what, man? Listen, and, and, and that's big. That's huge, man. That's huge. And and congratulations on, on that on that, man. What's that? 21 years? 21, bro. Man. So so not so not you 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 free. You free free. Yeah, 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 man. I mean, I can say what I want online now. No, but but you know <laughs> but you know what the thing is is that you always kind of have. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know what that's gonna look like. The unfiltered you. Yeah, right. Yo, Larry, what's up, man? Yo, yo, what's up, man? It's another day in paradise. Good to be back home. You know, in the process of purchasing my home here in Illinois. Congratulations. So Congratulations. You know what? Oh, yeah. I, I, I love it. I, I love all this growth and development, man. Congratulations on that, man. Get your crib on. Other than that, you good? Hey, I'm good, man. Trying to set up shop and get ready for this new era or new, uh, I guess you can say this new spot I'm going into, moving up the headquarters. So just everything is changing for the end of 2020 mm-hmm. and the beginning of 2021, man. That's good, man. All hey, all blessings into that, right? Because this year has been Absolutely. so out of line, man. Will, what's popping, man? Hey, what's going on? Hey, Seth, you know you the man. Hey, Hearn, congratulations, brother. 21 years of dedication, my dude. Appreciate that. Larry, that first home, new position, ain't none. Ain't nothing but glory in your future, man. Keep doing your thing. Mm-hmm. As far as me, getting prepped to go out the door. It's like my man Larry come back in the country. I'm about to head out. Mm-hmm. But we still doing great things. I want to say, hey, shout out to everybody that came down to support the Suits for Veterans event. Mm-hmm. This weekend, we have three more weekends remaining. Hey, get on that. Yes. I own that. Take advantage, man. We out here for you. Mm-hmm. Other than that, ready to get the show going, talking about a very important topic, especially as it relates to these kids. They don't listen to that damn thing. Let's see what's going on and why. Yeah, we'll see. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about social anxiety and the things that is included in that. So let me give you a quick synopsis of what that is. So for uh, for people with social anxiety disorder, everyday social interactions cause irritation, anxiety. All right. And it's like fear. They have fear, self-consciousness and embarrassment. So in order to talk about that with more 
information, right? And and with uh, sound advice, not just me. You feel me? Because I can give you a whole bunch of stuff that sound good and may not make a lick of sense to anybody. But I'm gonna let her get it in. Yeah. So I mean, this topic is very important today's age, man. Because if you think about it, all of us, well, for the majority of us, are connected through social media in some form or fashion. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard to stay in a know or stay within today's society without that. And so we brought in a guest today to talk to us about, you know, how that looks and how we can stay protected and make sure our kids and our loved ones are staying protected and the people around us. Uh, we got Major Dr. Michelle Greenidge in the building. Welcome, welcome, ma'am. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. How are you guys? Good, good. It's a pleasure having you on. But before we go into the first one, Herm, I want to let everybody know, hey, if y'all watching this on Facebook, this is your first time. Make sure you go to StreamYard.com forward slash Facebook so your comments can come up. Right. And hey, let us know where you're at. Give us hashtag wherever. What state you represent? 313. Holla at me if you are. But if not, it's all good. So sorry for y'all. But nevertheless, let us know that y'all are here. And so we're going to get it started. Go ahead, Herm. I was on mute. See? 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 Hey, Dr. Greenwich, how you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you, Herm? Fantastic. So question I got for you, getting right into it. Um, There was a, a, a movie, a documentary that came out called Social Dilemma. They came out on Netflix. I saw everybody talking about it on Facebook. So I decided to take a look to see what it's about. And it really hit close. I didn't think it was going to hit that close to home for me, but it really did. In particular, it did for my my, my child, my daughter, who is um, in the TikTok craze and all that type of stuff. And um, it talked about children in her age bracket, specifically girls that are dealing with depression and anxiety because of social media. Now, mm-hmm. I know like old school cats like us, you know, we like, man, just turn it off. But today's age, it's like a new breed of human being. You know what I mean? They got to have their phone. So my question to you is, you know, how, how do we combat that? You know, I know people say monitor and all that, but how do we combat that as the pressure of like social media and, and all that becomes stronger? Right. Um, that's a great question, Herm. I think part of it is, um, of course, we have to monitor. That's what we're going to naturally do. Number number two, one thing that parents don't like to hear, um, I'm a parent myself and, and have experienced the exact same thing. So um, is accept the fact that these children are, you know, they, a lot of their social um, activities are based on online um, things, right? Uh, their friendships and things of that nature. But it's no different from being in person, meeting friends at school and things of that nature and just the dynamics that go along with that, right? Um, the same thing happens online. It's just to a different level because they, they don't have these interactions face-to-face. But young teenagers um, have that difficulty making friends or maybe they make friends, but they want to make more friends, right? So online is a great way to do that. It makes them feel more popular, is which is what they seek, right? So children seek, they, they start to break away from us as parents and they start to identify themselves with their friends. So this is a normal process. So when you connect that with social media, you're going to get even more friends. That sounds cool, right? And so that's part of the reason why children are really moved by it, um, especially if they have 1,000 friends, 
and then somebody else has 50, right? That makes them feel important. So one of the things, and, and another thing is, um, so acceptance is number one, right? Accept the fact that it's going to happen. Whether you decide that you're not going to give your child that, that um, you know, cell phone, or you're not going to give, you're going to only limit them to a certain amount of time online, they're going to find ways to get on there. So you have to accept the fact that it's going to happen. And that's just the way this this um, uh, generation is going, right? So the second thing that you want to do is, uh, number number two is, is know that um, you have to give them so much love. And, and not saying that we're not already doing that, but we have to shower these kids with so much more love than we ever have before so that they know they're always going to get that from the house, right? And I think a lot of times, especially in this day and age, even with us, we're always working, right? So where are our children getting that social support? They're getting it from friends or online, right? Um, we've got to do better as a whole of, of giving back to our children the way that we need, um, even though we're working two and three jobs. That's what we're doing. Our generation is working a lot. Mm. So a lot of it is not having, like we love our kids. They know that, they, that we love, but we got to work a little bit harder to show them that physically being more present, if you know what I'm saying, right? Um, and, and, I, and we have to own that. And I know people don't like to hear that, but it's the truth. It, for me, I'll just give you a prime example. For me, it, it came a time where my daughter was like, mom, you work too much. You're never at home. So where is she getting that support from if she's identifying that I'm never at home, right? And that just instantly clicked in my head, I need to do something different. And so I had to I had to reel it back a little bit and set boundaries at work so I could be more present. And that's the key word, present at home. Um, and, and so those those things uh, are important to do to kind of help with combating how important the social media is and then practice what you preach. So if we're on social media all the time, why wouldn't our children be right? And so right at me. <laughs> right at me. Yeah, right at you. Right at you. Um, and and so and so uh, that's really important. Taking breaks from social media, um, incorporating that into your lifestyle as something healthy. Um, you know, and and I see kids do it more and more because they need to pull back because they get so sucked into um, some of the drama that we see in social in social media. Good. Yes, and then keeping with that theme, ma'am, I'm going to hit you with this question about the importance of work-life balance as we talk about the pros and cons of technology. And a lot of us with our cell phones, we're linked to, we have our, our work emails linked to our cell phones. So with the notifications and, and trying to balance the boundaries that you mentioned between cutting off work and being at home and vice versa, you know, can you speak on the importance of work-life balance? Oh, most definitely. Um, so number one, just like you said, our oftentimes we have our work um, connected to our email on our personal phones. That's a big no-no. Set some boundaries. <laughs> Get it off your personal phone. Um, and and, and, it's, and it's, it's something that you can do because when you have that email, or even the even if you give your um, your subordinates or the people that your coworkers uh, access to 
text you anytime, to call you anytime, you know, you think that you're doing the best for the team, right? Um, but you're not doing the best for you. And so that is the key. You know, That's you can do that for other people, but who's being there for you, right? And so you've got to do some self-care. And self-care includes breaking away from work. Work is work. Home is home. So when when we move on in life from work and stop working, it's just going to be us, right? Our families, our friends, there's going to be no more work. Work is going to keep going. And then what do we have left? Mm. You know what I mean? So you've got to disconnect from that and you've got to accept the fact that that's okay. And there are many people out there right now that do that and they're totally fine. They take trips, they hang out. They do all these wonderful things and they're less stressed. Um, what it causes is uh, your an inability to be able to um, break away from constantly thinking about something. You know what I mean? So you always have something going on in your head, which causes problems with sleep, which causes problems with your ability to um, maintain relationships and things of that nature because you always have something going on. And you shouldn't, right? You should be able to have different sectors of your life separated completely so that you can get some you time, you can get some boo time, you can get your work. <laughs> Did you say you boo time? You need that boo time. Do you say boo time? <laughs> yeah, you got to get your boo time, right? Yes. <laughs> if you have a boo, that is. Mm-hmm. Okay. I definitely appreciate that perspective, Doctor. And thanks for being on the show. What I want to kind of get into is the influence that social media has on our children's confidence and to some extent adults as well, how they see themselves based on the content that they take in daily or the amount of likes and encouragement they expect from social media. What can you speak on to that? Yes, that's such a huge thing. Um, Number one, you know, I think most people that have access to social media at least think about how many likes they're getting or likes they're not getting, you know what I mean? And so oftentimes you find yourself like wondering why am I not getting so many likes and things of that nature. Now, as adults, if we're thinking about that, imagine a kid. And, you know, earlier I talked about how children, when they transition from that, you know, from their parents and wanting to identify with their friends, it is often very difficult for them not to take those like those likes that that they're getting as to mean something. You know what I mean? And so we they well, we all could kind of connect um, our likes to our confidence, you know, who we are as a person, it means that people like me and therefore I'm something, you know what I mean? Um, I mean something to other people, right? And so, um, and so you're constantly looking. So I think what it does also is encourages people to then post more. And sometimes they can get out of character, posting all kinds of stuff just to get more likes, And it might not be who they are in real life, right? And so, um, and then you have celebrities posting on every platform right Mm. and they're being themselves and we love that right be yourself and all that good stuff but then Mm -hmm. we have children looking at that or even other adults that are influenced by it and so now they have this facade that they make up because they're those people are getting great likes so now i'm going to get all of these likes you Mm. know and that means i'm somebody i'm more like people like me and that means something when in all actuality when you turn off the social media what is left 
And that's what I would like for people to think about. What do you have outside of that that social media? Do you have friends and family that's supporting you? Or is it just on social media? Right. And I love that. I love that. And you hit on so many good points. And I, I first of all, I want to let everybody know, make sure that if you are watching this, let us know, right? Say that you can dig this. If this makes sense, put in the chat if you're dealing with this or if your um, your child is, because this is real stuff going on right now. And if you are, again, on Facebook, please make sure you go into Facebook. Well, I'm sorry, StreamYard dot com forward slash Facebook just so your comments and everything can be posted right so doctor got a question for you uh, based off of that uh, the social dilemma I was watching the uh, the professional say oh it was a doctor on there and she said uh, that there is this issue and the term and you was loosely talking about it but um, it's called snapchat dysphoria right and what happens is the young ladies or some men probably, they will do the things to, uh, like to their face, get plastic surgery mm-hmm. in order to look better and and to look so, uh, I guess. Look uh, like the filter. Right, to look like the filter or look like socially acceptable, you know, on Snapchat or in, in other um, social media type of platforms. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yes, most definitely. So um, I think that, I think the filters are wonderful, right? The filters are, you know, fun. And and I think that was the intent. Um, And that's actually what they talked about, right? But then people took it a step further. Uh, You put the the filter on and now you're this new person and now you have all these people following you and saying that you look great and beautiful and wonderful. That is going to definitely um, encourage people who might be suffering already from some type of lack of something, right? So they don't don't have any confidence in themselves. They're struggling with something in particular in their lives. And now all of a sudden they're feeling great because all of these people are following them and liking what they see, right? So then they go and they think, let me get this done permanently so I can get this not only on this social media flat platform, but also away from it. You know mm. what I mean? So face to face, when I go outside, I want people to look at me like that and to like me and to approach me and things of that nature. And it's a, it's a psychological thing, right? It, it's, it's like, I can't do this with my own body unless I have something done to it. Or enhanced. In you yeah. know what I mean? Mm. Ooh. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, but look, honestly, some of it, no, no doubt is eye candy. You understand it is. But then after that, where's the substance? And I don't think individuals know because ultimately that's what's going to hurt when someone give you the attention that you want. But then that's it, because that's all you have to offer. Exactly. Bro, I, I, I had a, I had an ex that used them filters all the time. And I'm like, you damn no, you know, damn well, you don't look like that. <laughs> <laughs> Cut it out. You know See, what I mean? You don't, right. you don't look like that all the time. Mm-hmm. But check, Doc. So now that we got all that identified, right? You know, and for old school parents, you know, uh, that are dealing with kids like that, a lot of us, well, some of us would think, like, man, this kid just need their ass whooped. How do we know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, that, you know, they, they are suffering from anxiety or something affecting them on their phone? And what do we do? to help our child when it, when it comes to that, I know go to counseling, but what, what other things can we do to help our child when they do, when they fall into those kind of traps besides mm-hmm. whooping their ass? Log out. 
<laughs> I love that. Number one, I still think it, you know, I, I can't do it because my kids are grown now. But um, and just I just want to say really quickly, I'm not hating on people that get um, their bodies altered. Do your thing. I think that's wonderful for you, but do it for you and not for other people. And right. so I think that's the key. Um, and then so certainly back to your your question, Herm, uh, some of the things that you can do. Number one, this this is um, I had a rule when my kids were growing up. You will be in an extracurricular activity when you're in school. You can be in whatever extracurricular activity you want to be in. You can choose. It can be the science club. It can be playing basketball, whatever the case may be. But you have to socialize, right? And so that's one of the things that I think parents, a lot of parents nowadays um, don't want to get involved with, you know, you know, giving your child the um you giving them the option to join something. Right. Um, but the reason that you want to do that is so that they can socialize so that they can be challenged with um, different things that might come about in learning that extracurricular activity, whether it be sports or it be some type of uh, club. That is one of the easiest ways. And when you're asking, when you're giving your child the option, then they feel like they're involved in the process. So you're not you're not taken away from what they're trying to do or not trying to do. You're saying, hey, I'm going to give you these options, but then you choose what that option is. And so now everybody has a voice. You see what I'm saying? That really helps with social anxiety because now they have to socialize with other people and oftentimes have to be a team, mm -hmm. right? And so that's part of what with social anxiety is not being able or fearing that group environment, fearing what's going to happen, how people are looking at them and all this and all these different things. And oftentimes in, in therapy, what we do is exposure therapy. We get people to go out and just do even just one thing differently, saying hi to a person um, where you would normally not or, you know, just doing something like that. So with children, the easiest way is to get them involved in some extracurricular activity. All right, Dr. Michelle, it's me again. I'm going to hit you with a two-part question, right? Because it's kind of talking about the same things we're already on. We're going to talk about this acronym, FOMO, fear of fear missing me. out. Yeah. Okay? Again, FOMO, fear of missing out. How we're so connected to our cell phones, social media, whatever you want to throw out there from us, uh, a media standpoint. Can you speak on this fear of missing out, how we're so connected to the cell phones, and then let's take it a step further and talk about us socially comparing ourselves mm. to others. So not only are we fear missing out, but sometimes we take it a step further. We are com always comparing ourselves to others that we see on social media. Can you speak on that, man? Yes. Um, so the first part, fear of missing out, um, I that is very common, right? So um, now you have social media. So before social media, that was a thing. Um, it's just we we didn't have any way to connect other than going outside to going outside to see what everybody is doing or going to work or whatever the case may be. Now you have social media and you have it at your beck and call. It's always there. Right. But then how many of us look at our social media and discover there is nothing on there that you missed out on. Right. So what uh, a couple of things that people um, should do to kind of help with that is to um, it's, it's just to leave it alone. You know what I mean? Just put it away. And then when you look at it after, you know, have that social media break, when you look at it later on, 
I want you to write down what you missed out on, right? So if you missed out on some celebrity coming out with this big announcement, you know the next day at work, probably 10 people are going to say something about it, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so did you really miss out? It's going to be a conversation on and on. So I would challenge, I would ask people to challenge themselves to um, to really see, to really determine if you're missing out on something. But what if I'm not the first person to repost that celebrity, what the celebrity did though? What if I'm not the first one to post it? If you're not the first one to post it, somebody else will. I know, and then I missed out. See? <laughs> <laughs> so when 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 you didn't post it first, what happened? I became That's less important. There you go. Same so so less traffic to my page, and I didn't get the likes that I wanted. Right, right. So then, what are you gonna do with that? Come up with something else, right? Some something that might not be what you would normally do, just so that you can catch up on those likes. See, and me, me, yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. Right, I'm but, her I'm gonna start stripping now. No, <laughs> See. but he brings up a great point, though. This is exactly the process that goes along, um, that people think. So, you as a mature adult doing that, you can probably censor what you're gonna do, you know what to and what not to post. A child would not, you see what I'm saying? So, if we're having the conversations in our house with with our family members our friends and talk about these things and how important or not important these things are that's one of the first steps that you can do especially with kids um and then uh larry what what was the what was the other question no you no you you answered it you answered it oh. go go ahead go ahead next hey doctor you're bringing so many great points up um, what I want to get after is how to, as you said, adult, we kind of understand the do's and don'ts of social media for most of us. But for those kids, it's not the fact that they don't understand. It's like it's becoming a standard for them. Like the goals are not morally based. It's more so what everybody else is doing. So they're influenced by what the normalcy is from what they see on a day-to-day -day basis. If you're not involved in what your kids are doing on social media consistently, then you don't know. Your kid can have an alter ego. You think they have one social media site when they got 27 of them jokers. Yeah. What are you doing to kind of keep up with what your kids are doing so you can know how to help them? Yeah. And 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 you know what? That was the other piece that he had he had talked about as well is um, you know, people you, uh, us identifying ourselves pretty much as um through what we see on social media. So, um I I'd like to say that um it's the next best thing, the the thing that's in we all want to do. If it's buying those um those little purses that people put on, they strap on. I don't know what those things oh, are called. Oh, you you talking, you, you're talking about the, the uh those new age fanny packs. No, I don't. That's what they is. And the yeah, 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 her and do got one. Pack is what they know you you, you do you got one. Pack. Yeah, it ain't nothing but the fanny pack. That's why you put it around your anyway, go ahead. Yes. So you you we going we're going with the next best thing. This isn't something new. This is something that has been happening for many years. And that's kind of the thing that I want to have. So uh, across the board is that we've had all of these things before, but with social media, it's dialed up times 20, right? And so the part of the matter, the part of uh, part of it that you want to think about is who you are as a person. Like, is this you? Do I mean, is a fanny pack really in? 
You know what I mean? Is that is that a thing? Uh, 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 wait, hold on. Yeah, <laughs> don't, Thank don't you. even try. No, because it is Herm. But I'm glad that you said that. I'm glad you said that because you hit on so many great points. And Larry actually, um, he said this as well. But the question is, yes, he do. He has a merce. You're absolutely right, Pink. He does. <laughs> hey, but look, that's the deal. Is it really you? Is it really you? And and ladies and gentlemen, here, we're going to take a second, but I want to let you guys know if you are watching this, please make sure you share this. Please make sure you share because this is some great, great information. All right. And again, uh, we want to welcome y'all in. We're talking about avoiding digital anxiety and social anxiety. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a little pause for the cause for our sponsors. Stay tuned. Onyx Slater is a top negotiating, award-winning real estate agent in San Antonio, Texas. Her focus is on educating and empowering individuals on building generational wealth through home ownership while providing exceptional service with integrity and excellence. Although her heart is for serving first-time homeowners and the military community, her clientele ranges from $100,000 to $2.5 million. Monique has developed an awesome team that can get individuals into a home. Mention you heard this ad on the Lion's Den with Seth and get a $500 rebate from Monique at closing. After servicing in the Air Force for over 28 years, retired Chief Slater has a massive network so she can connect you with an awesome agent anywhere in the U.S. And your referral will get a special gift card from Monique. If you're in the San Antonio area or relocating there, give Monique a call first to help you find your dream home. Her number is 210-237-7268. One thing we can cherish during these times is family dinners. Think about it. The nice, succulent, southern fried chicken, baked beans cooked to perfection creamy macaroni and cheese, cornbread. You get the point. Come check out Kevlar's Grill, where all the meals are cooked with perfection, professionalism, and love. Located outside the Scott Air Force Base back gate inside the VFW is where you can find them. Also, they have military discount for all of our serving members. Give them a call. Their number is 618 618- 416-5700 and that's inside Scott VFW host 4183 and they also have Grubhub. Call them now and tell them that the Lions Den sent you. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. The Lions Den podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. Yo, 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 what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Lion's Den. We're talking about avoiding digital anxiety, all right? So make sure that you're commenting, that you're in. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We got a nice doctor on that's giving us that real good, good. But before we go back into the show, I want to let all the viewers know and and everyone that's listening right now, we have an incentive. We do this every quarter, right, or so, and it's called In Front of the Mic Event. And the goal is to give back to the community. So what we're going to do this month, all right, starting today, starting today, we're feeding the block. The incentive is we're going to give 50 meals 
to the homeless in St. Louis. Okay, so the incentive will run from the first today all the way into the 20th of November. And then what we're going to do is we're going to take those funds and go to St. Louis and make sure that we give these give the food to the homeless. And the goal is seven hundred and fifty dollars. And what we would do is we'll let you know where the, where we're at each week, better yet, in between the weeks, okay? So if y'all are interested in doing this, any amount of money, any amount of money that you can, 50 cents can go a long way, right on. But make sure you go to, uh, on Snapchat, make sure you put in Lions Cast, but in the notes, put IFME. We always talk about what we want people to do, but what about if you do something, if me, if I can do this? So this is a in front of the mic event. So that's our goal. Again, from the 1st all the way into the 20th. And y'all have enough time to get it in. All right? And I'm going to lead this up for y'all. But um, back to the show, everybody. Back to the show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. So, Miss Doctor. So, Major, Major Doctor. Dr. Major. <laughs> Either way. Uh, major Okay. So, it, uh, what made you really want to get into the mental health field and in, 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 in gaining your, you know, um, I guess the your higher education in mental health? Um, so, you know, when uh, you're trying to figure out why, why, what you want to be when you grow up. Um, I was on that journey too, enlisted in the Air Force, and um, I was on the path of getting an IT degree because that's what I did on uh, the enlisted side. And um, somebody told me about social work. And, you know, of course, my first, my initial thought process was like, what? Social work? Don't they take people from there? The kids from the parents' house? I don't want to do that. And um, I later discovered that that is actually not true at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and I'm good at talking with people, you know, that that's one of my gifts. Um, and I started on the social work journey and discovered that, it was the best thing for me. I live for it. You know what I mean? Um, and so I just kept going and going and going until I really couldn't go anymore. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. Hey, before I go, give it back to Herm, ladies and gentlemen, if I said check it out on Snapchat, I mean Cash App. All right. All these acronyms and all these little kid things. So make sure you go to Cash App. All right. Lions Cast. Sorry I said that wrong, but my bad. Go ahead, Herm. <laughs> yeah, man. You're going to have people looking on Snapchat trying to find you and your filters. <laughs> right. But, hey. He ain't got none. <laughs> <laughs> but check this out, Doc. Um, so I, I've said before that we're dealing with a whole new different species of human. I believe that because of how we are connected to our phones. You know, I work now in the restaurant business with my mother and my sister. And what I what I notice now is when I when I watch people interact, I saw, I see a whole group of young people just on their phones the whole time that they're supposed to be sitting there fellowshipping with each other. They're on their phones playing games with each other, not really talking with each other. Mm-hmm. How do we, are, do you see that increasing? Like we, we, we stop really interacting with each other. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, I find that most people now are socially awkward in person. <laughs> But online, Yo, there's so much cool. There's a country song that says, I'm so much cooler online. You know what I mean? But yeah. in person, you know, they don't even know how to put two words together with you. Mm-hmm. you know yeah. like, so do you see that increasing? And does that also attribute to social anxiety? 
Definitely. Yes. And it's increased over over time. Right. Um, so we we see it. I even catch myself doing it sometimes where I'm sitting waiting for my drink to come and I'm on my phone or whatever. Um, so we had a rule in our family that during dinner time we were not to use any so any anything, any electronic. We had to put it up and have conversations. And, um, and you know, the kids are like, oh, you know, I don't have anything to say. But after after you start doing it on a regular basis, everybody will have something to say. Um, one of the things is online. You can be whoever you want, right? That's why we have a thing called catfishing. You can be whomever you want. So we all have fantasies and ideas and things that we want to do. A lot of times we either can do it because it's realistic and we can we can do it, right? And then other times we just simply can't because we are not those people. So social media will give you the opportunity to do those things, to be that cool person that you might not be in school, right? Or you not, might not be at work or whatever the case may be. So you become this person online, you know what I mean? And now that's why you can talk all this talk, but in face-to-face you're super meek and, you know, all those good things. And so um, it, it's kind of like a video game, right? We get lost in the video game. Being an avatar we, in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can change. You can have these whole families. on I heard about this and I was like, what? Um, if that's what connects people socially, then why wouldn't they just connect with that and nothing else? You know, the problem with it is that you have to have a balance between both because reality is one thing and then social media or the internet is a completely different ball game and and people have to understand that but if you already have social anxiety you already have some type of fear or something it's just going to make it 10 times worse when you get lost in that internet world you know what i mean and it helps your it helps your anxiety in some ways right because now you can be who you want to be but then how do you transition that to real life you know what i mean yeah and then keeping on the same topic let's talk about how social anxiety impacts our sleeping habits. So we've kind of touched on it backstage about the um, the rays that come out of our blue light cell phones because most of us use our cell phones at night for, uh, you know, alarms. But also, you know, right before I go to bed, and I'll speak for me personally, you know, especially on Sunday night, you know, I play fantasy football, so I'm always trying to check my scores. You know, and that one second of trying to check something turns into an hour because now I'm watching videos, checking emails and some other stuff. But talk about how that impacts our sleeping, which also impacts the next day as far as us being a fully functional human. Uh, you know, can you speak on that, man? Oh, most definitely. And you know what? Um, that's the the Netflix um, show that Herm was talking about earlier. That's exactly what they're trying to do is suck you in, right? Um, that's kind of what they talked about. At least that's what I took away from that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're trying to find ways to, to suck you in so that you can keep, stay on Facebook, Twitter, or whatever the case may be, right? And you have to be, you have to control it. So I, this is one of the things that I say in therapy all the time is with anxiety, depression, whatever you're suffering from, social anxiety or whatever, you have to learn to control it as opposed to allowing it to control you, right? And so some of those things is when you have that phone, you either put that phone down or you don't. If you don't put that phone down, that blue light is going to affect your ability to sleep because it messes with your melatonin. And the melatonin is what we need to be able to sleep, right? It, it, it's a part of our circa- circadian rhythm. 
um, or our sleep wake cycle, if, if, if that makes a little bit more sense. And so if we don't get enough melatonin, we're not going to be able to sleep. You know what I mean? And so that blue light messes with that. Um, so if you need an alarm, just get a regular alarm. They still sell them at Walmart. I'm telling you. They do. <laughs> or I think in, in backstage, Larry, we were talking about, uh, you said, you know, people say, put, put your phone in another room. Um, I often tell people, put it so far away that you can, you have to get up and go grab that phone to turn it off, right? Yeah, and and that's what it does. You will start the second, like, all right, do I really want to get up and get this phone, or can I just stay in bed? Is it that serious? Yeah. Right, Mm -hmm. it is that serious. And you know what? But it's the same way if you're sleeping in bed and it's cold, and and you're warm up under those covers, and you're trying to figure out if you're going to get up <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be cold or you're going to stay up under the cup. It's the same thing. We struggle with all of these different things in different aspects of our lives, right? But we are the persons that have to control it, right? We have the power to control every aspect of this or we allow things to control us. And who wants that? See? See? <laughs> Man, you, you, drop, you drop some good gems, Doc. Um, getting back to this social dilemma documentary, something I took away from is how you say they're targeting you to get you to stay mm-hmm. on, right? The biggest thing is, is that they're looking for your weaknesses as well. Yeah. They're looking for your likes so they can tailor things to it to where it's it's drawing you in so much that it's, you don't have control of right. it. Almost like if you're calling your kids and you think they're annoying you, they're infatuated by what they're looking at. Yeah, We have to consider that, that it's a it's a it's a psychological issue. Mm-hmm. It's not the fact they're being disobedient and how to respond to that as best way as we can as parents. Mm-hmm. And what I'm looking at, you brought up earlier about how you have rules of engagement at your dinner table, no mm-hmm. electronic devices. Right. And I'm like this: Why does your phone? Why does your kid need an iPhone? You know, flip phone still popping at AT and T or Walmart. <laughs> I, I say. Oh, well, ain't nothing wrong with a downgrade. They're they going to get clowned to death at school. Hey, something you going to learn today. See, I'm just right. saying. Like, I mean, we say that, exactly. but then now, now you make your kid a target. A target. You know so, so, so that's the deal. Now, now, if if you know your daughter or your son isn't a lame, you're creating a lame. You get what I'm saying? So it's so yeah. we got to be mindful of that. I, I don't know. Go ahead, Doc. What you think about that? So, um, Big Will, you bring up a really great point. But I will tell you, in my household, you got what was um, equated to your age. So I always tell my kids, I will give you anything you want if you do your job. And your job is to get good grades. That is your job, right? So if you don't get good grades, I'm not going to give you that toy or that thing that you want, right? But if you're nine years old, you are not getting an iPhone. If you're 15, I will get you that iPhone. So just because all your friends at school have these phones, That's not going to make me as a parent want to give you that phone. So how can you still figure out how to be cool and and not have a phone at nine years old? And and I have two, two, uh, three kids all together that I raised. Right. And you can ask each and every one of them. Not one of them had a phone before they were teenagers. You see what I'm saying? And it just wasn't going to happen. You know what I mean? And so I stuck to that. And my kids, they do social media. They have balance. Sometimes they don't. You know, I learned things on the social media that I, I should have learned over the phone. But, you know, hey, we have to take some of that with the, <laughs> we have to take some of that with a grain of salt. But you brought up a good point, Big Will, about um, the um, what what people 
do online that these companies are tracking so that they can get more of your attention or more of your more of your likes or whatever the case may be. And the thing is, most people don't even know that happens. You know, most people are not going to watch the social uh, dilemma documentary that are, you know, 15 or 14 years old. Right. So they don't even know that's happening. Right. And that comes back to parents educating our kids on these things. So I feel like it's our job, it's our responsibility to know these things or to find these things out so that we can share them with our kids. Because I tell you what, the kids are going to find out from other kids and then they're going to say that's the gospel. But if we know what's going on, then um, <laughs> the flip phone, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> you putting a target on them. Like, don't put your kids through that. It's like the parents, uh, you know, when their kids make them mad, they send them to school wearing the Fred Sanford hair. Why? Give them a chili bowl. Bro, you know yeah, I mean? why you want to do that? <laughs> and and, and so, so now you're mad at them. You whoop their butt and mess up their hair. Now they come back with a black eye and a hurt butt. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Hey, your outfit. And your phone gonna match your effort. How about that? <laughs> See, you gonna earn every piece of this. That makes that sense. That makes sense. Well, look. Uh, so, hey, I got something though, uh, Doctor. And, and back to that show, right? Because it, it hit on so many points. Now they had the demographics as far as suicide rates. And ladies and gentlemen, I want y'all to know about this, right? So, per one million, the ages of fifteen to nineteen. From 1999 to 2020 has went up 70%, okay? From 1999 to 2020. Now, the ages of 10 years old to 14 has went up to 151%. You understand? Mm -hmm. So there is a huge thing going on right now. So as a matter of fact, not too far away from me, and, and God rest her soul, this young lady at the age, I believe, of 14 just recently killed herself just recently killed herself and this is the second time within two years of this is happening in school and in middle school and high school so ma'am what would you say about that that suicide with social media how can individuals avoid that and prevent that Yes. Um, So number one, because we find um, that these children are identifying with what's going on in the Internet or on social media, um, when, you know, that teasing, like Herm said earlier, if you don't give that phone, then the kids might get teased and all these different things that plays such a huge big deal on their confidence. Right. And right now, the current generation is um, coping by just saying, I want it over with. And that's just the real of it. You know what I mean? From generation to generation, just with the statistics that you said, you can see that this has changed. And so we've got to bring that love in the household. And I know I said that earlier, but we have to do that because part of it is um, them not even knowing that you can have depression, you can have anxiety and you can get out of it. Right. Um, That Teasing is a normal part of growing up. We're going to experience it. But how do we deal with it? How do we um, get through teasing, right? We have to have that support system. And that sounds super cliche, but not talking with your kids and just allowing them to have that iPhone and just go about their business. And a lot of us parents enabling, you know, just, oh, sit there and be quiet and and just use my phone. You know what I mean? Mm. That's not the answer at all. So that takes away from those deep conversations that we 
I know we had growing up with with at least our siblings, you know what I mean? Our cousins or somebody in the family we were talking to about some of these things that we don't get right now because we got the cell phone that the parents will give to our the children just to shut them up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? No, we need to have conversations. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest things that I see that we're missing. And that's what part of, not all of, but part of why the suicide rates go up because they do feel like I'm alone and nothing's going to get better and nobody understands me. Mm. Especially parents who doesn't understand that social media is important to me. And that's one of the reasons why I said in the beginning, you have to accept that this is a part of their lives. And so now how are you going to incorporate yourself? You got to learn the language. You know what I mean? Got to in order to, to in order mm-hmm. to understand, it, especially now during COVID. Wow. Yeah. I honestly think as parents, oh, we give oh. our kids anxiety. Oh, you think by so? By the way that we try based on, we think old school and we don't go through what they go through now. Mm-hmm. We don't have to worry about getting bullied in our bedrooms as they do and how they deal with life and how they right. see life. This that's was created before they got man. here. And, and that's that's and the deal. I, we don't have those conversations and be willing to talk to them because like like we're real quick to say, well, you know what? Back in my day, we used to walk to school 50. OK, well, look. That happened in your day. Here it is, 2020. Look, you dig? Hey, listen, look. Hey, they can straight up Uber to school, whatever. We didn't have that then. So it's time for us to not to put our passe thought process on our kids and expect them to be, you know. But go ahead. Her, my bad. Yo, Will, man, Will, that's 100% right, man, because a lot of times us as adults, man, we look at it through our lens and when we were kids. Yeah, man, it is not that day no more, bro. You know what I mean? My kids now, people got access to your kids, you know what I'm saying, through their phones that we couldn't even imagine when we was kids. Yeah. And when, we talk, when we talk about like stuff like uh, them on social media, they'll know more about the social media game than yeah. we would. So mm-hmm. that's why we can't catch everything. You know what I'm saying? It's like they already know all the tricks, the proxy servers, all this stuff I'm trying to catch up on just to find out what they about to do next. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's so it's you said psychological psychological issue. This psychological warfare yeah. that's going on. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So in order for us to protect our kids, it's like Doc said, man, shower them with love. You know what I mean? I, I'm so glad with that we did this show. Because you know, I, I you know, I'm going, I'm going through it now with my own, my own pre teenage girl. You know what I'm saying? My own preteen girl, and you know what I'm saying? It's it's not as easy as people think. Like, hey, let's take the phone from them. It ain't it ain't that because now when you take the phone from them, now you're dealing with another issue you just created because now they're disconnected from all their friends. Now right. you've isolated them. So now what? You know what I mean? What do you do? You know what I mean? So it's almost it almost feel like it's. It's a no win situation. You take their phones, you try to monitor, you're behind. Yeah. Man, but you know what, Herm? Um, actually, you do want to take the phone. You, you've got to. So if you're having the conversations, right? So this is like work, right? So you can't go to work and not do your job and expect to keep your job. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. we, we can get that concept at work really good. It's the same concept at home. Work is not at home, right? But some of the same concepts are the same. So if you're not doing your part, why do you have that phone? So, but you set limits on that. So you can't say you're not going to have your phone for a month. That's unrealistic. At work, you're not going to get fired for a month, right? You're going to get fired, period, right? But you're going to get a warning first. 
and then you might get another warrant. There's like stepping stones. So you want to do the same thing with your children and you have a conversation with them. This is you make it as realistic to how they're going to live as adults in your house. And that's the piece that I think that people miss. So when you're not getting that paycheck, it's just like you're not having that phone. You mm, see what I'm saying? So, you can't so, so you're basically saying like progressive hey. discipline in your own crib. There Consequence. You mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Now I'm not telling y'all to go run it just like, you know, don't make up rules and regulations in your household with in a book. You know what I mean? Oh, no. Have conversations with your children about it. Um, and then <laughs> talk to your children about it and then be realistic with the consequence. So don't sit there and give them a month long um social media break because they did one thing that they probably were going to do regardless of whether they were your child or not, right? We are going, the children are supposed to make mistakes. They're going to make mistakes that you made. They're going to make mistakes that you didn't make. It's a different generation. It's a different time, but be realistic. Stop living in the past, live in the present and raise your children and think about when, when you were 15, what were you doing? Probably a lot of stuff that you didn't get caught doing. Hey, thank goodness. Thank, listen, thank a goodness. Man. Camera phones was not around because listen, I'm saved doing. now. You dig? I'm saved. Hallelujah. Anyway, hey, hey, doctor, check this out. She's, uh, Pink said, once you take the phone, how do you deal with that? So what you, you're going to do is have them do something else. You know what I mean? What what was what was it that they did or didn't do? You know what I mean? To, to get that phone taken away. So um, like I was saying before, have a conversation about, you know, hey, this is this is what we're going to do in this household. You're going to end up hold up your end of the bargain. I'm going to hold up my end of the bargain. And one of the things I used to tell my kids is, hey, I have consequences, too. So if I don't hold my end of the bargain up as a parent, then you hold me accountable to it. And then we had a conversation about what that might be and what was realistic. And then because they had a say in that and holding me accountable, I also had a say in holding them accountable. And I know that sounds like, you know, a lot of parents, they say, uh, uh-uh. no, they say what I, they, 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 they're going to do what I say. Right. But it, let's have a conversation because realistically, as you become an adult, this is what's going to happen at work. You know what I mean? And so um, with your kids, you say, Hey, this is the rules that we made up. Right. So you can't have this phone for an hour. So now you need to go and do that thing or make up for whatever it is that you did, whether that be mow the lawn, um, go to the neighbors, apologize, write a letter, whatever the case may be, you have to have a plan to, to, to make up for what they did. All right. Well, Dr. Michelle, I appreciate your time and your um, effort in, in sharing your thoughts and your insights on this show and this topic. It was very well received and I can take notes. I took notes on things that I can implement in my life, but I will say this. I am old school and I ain't ashamed of it. I will tell you like this. I will take a phone from you if that's your if that's your thing. It's my child, and that's how I get your attention. I'm taking it. I don't give a damn about none of that. I, whether the second and third all effects, that is not my problem. Listen, when I was young and I wanted to go outside, and that was my thing. If I didn't do my chores or if I had bad grades, I couldn't go outside. Suck it up. Deal with your children. Deal with reality. And I like what you said, and I like some of the comments. If you don't work, you don't get the grades. You, and you know, having a cell phone is a privilege. It's not a right. All right, just like going outside, you know, doing all this social extra curricular activities, those are privileges. <laughs> They're not rights. And we as parents have to know that. So 
So I stand on that and I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> it is a privilege. You earn it. You good. You don't earn it. I'm taking it away. That's my end. Thank you, man. Hey, listen to this dude. He's so damn silly. Hey, shouts <laughs> out to Larry, a.k.a. Ike. Hey, for your own words. Hey, Doc, thank you for coming on. I appreciate everything that you had to share your perspectives and your ideas and sharing some of your personal methods that you utilize in your own household. For our audience members, thank you for engaging. And I just want to kind of leave you with this thought process here. It's hard to hold other people accountable if we don't hold ourselves accountable. We have to do our due diligence to see what our kids are going through before we can kind of help navigate them through that. I will say for myself, I need to be that person. I'm as old school like Larry, but I'm learning that you have to have a better balance. I'm 40. My kids aren't. They're half my age or younger. I have to learn that they're seeing um, the world through a different lens. I have to be able to be adaptable to them as well, not just do what the hell I say, because sometimes it may not be the best way. It was the best way back then, but not necessarily right now. So I can say my my charge to you guys, I'm going to do a better job to try to leave my family better and to be more accountable as a parent. So I urge everybody to get on board and together we can do anything because it takes a village to next time. All right. Hey doc, just want to say thank you for coming on today. I think that a lot of people got something valuable handed to them during, during this show. This show was something that we needed to do. And I appreciate you for taking the time to come on and talk with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes. And ma'am, Hey, look on behalf of, everybody on the den and listen hey lions den if y'all can appreciate this if this was a good show please let us know like hey she got it in yes 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 look she got it in and especially too to to kind of piggyback off of what her and i hate saying that but nevertheless it makes so much sense because of where we are right now not being able to connect with individuals physically And if all we have is social media, like, for example, we was talking about it before, like, hey, we don't even remember uh, phone numbers anymore. Like my grandmother, that's the only phone number I remember because she ain't changed it since the 80s. You dig? And she's not. But but the thing is, those phones keep us mentally slow, if you will. Right. We are enabled. However, there has to be a balance. And so, like Will was saying, we have to realize that we are not our children. But we have to build that relationship the best way we can. So, but ladies and gentlemen, I want to just thank you all for being on. And again, Dr. Major Doctor, Dr. Major. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 ma'am. So look, thank you for being on. And ladies and gentlemen, if you could make sure you share, share, share and comment. Don't forget, don't forget about the cash app. All right. The cash app for feeding the block from the first through the 20th. So you have time. Make sure you go to cash app lions cast. All right. And put in a note. So we know where it is because I don't want to go and get some McDonald's off your cash app. Right. So make sure you put that in I F M E. Okay. Put in I F M E. And then we're going to continuously let you know how much it is. All right. And how much we got in the bank. But other than that, ladies and gentlemen, y'all take it easy and keep it greasy. We'll see y'all soon. Later. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Make sure to listen to the show on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public, where you can subscribe or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you like or dislike this episode, we'd appreciate your feedback on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Lionscast. Check out the book, 
The Black Collar Mindset, The Art of Strategic Thinking on Amazon or www.theblackcollarmindset.com. A manual to maneuver through life strategically by holding yourself accountable. Tune in next week for another episode of The Lion's Den with Seth.